Victory Life Church family. We are so excited to be with you this evening to start our series, Disciplines of a Disciple. I got to be honest with you, we have been having a great time here for the past 30 minutes, laughing, having fun with our family here in the studio. And man, I'm just so honored to get to be a part of what God's doing at Victory Life and got a father in the faith to me. You know him, you love him. Pastor Lee Armstrong with us tonight for this conversation. Our life group pastor here at the Durant campus, my brother in the faith, Derek Hines. Uh, and we have the one, the only, the only, the only, it's true, the only Danny Mackey. And uh, you know her. Uh, she <laughs> takes care of all of our social media stuff for the Durant campus. She's an amazing woman of God an anointed leader in the church at this hour. And we're so glad to have her a part of the conversation. Also join us behind the camera, Josh Needham and his wife, Audrey, beautiful people that love the Lord and make everything just work seamlessly. We've got Kendall Powell over here that's making sure that we stay live and that he's just can, he's the glue that holds us all together. <laughs> so we're so excited to have our friends with us tonight as we uh, dive into uh, the content. Um, I'm just gonna pray from, from the beginning here. And we know we've got life groups that are joining us. We got people coming together, uh, um, just friends and homes, not registered life groups. If you want to be a life group, I would suggest that you <laughs> register. This is where we cue the banner that says "Click Now" to register <laughs> your life group on the on the screen. But uh, we'd love to have you part of our life group system. We got families that are just coming together, and then we got some of you that are just enjoying tonight's content just by yourself. And we just like to say welcome. Thank you so much for taking time out of your night uh, to be a part of what I know is going to be a great, a great conversation. So I'm going to ask Pastor Derek to pray just to get us kickstarted off here. And then we're going to jump into a conversation around disciplines and discipleship, how those connect, how they work together. And uh, we're just going to see what the Holy Spirit does mm -hmm. as we have some fun. All right. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for allowing us to, to come together and to and to have this conversation, Lord, I pray that you would um, bless all the individuals, all the communities, all the life groups that are in their homes. Um, Lord, I pray that this content would be a blessing to them, um, that it would spur some um, some good thoughts, some healthy discussion, um, and also some, um, some powerful action. Lord, I pray that you would um, just bless this time. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 You know, Amen. I had the thought, you know, like Zach, Zach said, we're, we're having a good time and we're laughing. You know, sometimes there's just, there's so much going on in the world yeah. that all we can do, I mean, all we, <laughs> laughter is, is good medicine. Good that's medicine. right. It's good to laugh. Amen. That's right. That's right. And uh, man, that's, that's, that's so true. I think just the, the heaviness of what's happening in the culture and, and I think with that, you know, God's people need to be markedly different. Yeah. Uh, there needs to be a joy in the midst of, of the sadness and all those kinds of things, which even brings up a good a good point and, and a segue even to talk about what's happening tonight physically here at the campus. Uh, you know, we've, we've talked about, um, I know I have getting to speak over the past couple Sundays about uh, the four young men that lost their lives here in the community uh, with the incident with the drunk driver. And what's cool tonight is, is that all the youth ministries in the city of Durant have come together and are actually meeting here at, at, the, uh, at the Durant campus for a United Youth Celebration Service, celebrating the lives of those four young men. And there is a time for tears and there's a time for shouts yeah. of joy. Yeah. And uh, the kids and the families and everybody's here together tonight from all different churches in the community. Yeah. And we're so honored that we got to be able to host that. And, uh, and they're going to be praising the Lord, having a service. So if you hear any any boom boom from the bass drum or <laughs> any uh, you know electric guitar, uh, we'll promise we're not anywhere crazy. We're not like in the the locker room for the employees at Gillies at the casino <laughs> and anything. I know you see the lockers back here, uh, but uh, there's no mechanical bull or anything happening. Uh, but we do have the. Actually, uh, like Man, that would have been fun. <laughs> Maybe we'll do that next segment. Uh, people would people would watch that. Um, but, uh, if you hear that, um, we're just, uh, we're celebrating, Amen. you know, uh, with Amen. our, with our youth ministry. So pastor Lee, I'm gonna ask you to kick us off. And, uh, we've got uh, some discussion guides here in front of us that we just put our, our uh, hearts together, our heads together. And we said, man, what's some good framework for the conversation tonight. And, uh, that's really what we landed on is just talking about the connection between being a disciple and spiritual disciplines. Yeah. And we know that uh, there's a lot of questions that come up with that. And we want to start from the top, break this down as much as we can. Sure. Uh, we're going to hopefully talk for about 40 minutes, 20 minutes of Q&A. Danny's going to help moderate those questions so you can post questions throughout this time uh, in, the, in the comment section. Am I getting that right? Chat, what do we want to call it? Comments, chat. 
comments. the same thing. Comments, comment section for uh, for tonight, and we will get to those questions. Uh, she'll be bringing those to us, and we'll take about twenty minutes to do that, and uh, make sure that uh, that we can speak directly to those things and directly to your uh, to to your group, and maybe some things that are happening. Uh, as we're talking in your in your group, so Pastor Lee, when we talk about discipleship, we have to talk about being a disciple. Yeah. Um, and for those of us that just want to grow, and really what this means, what what is a disciple? Very you? good. That's, what what does that mean? What does yeah, that look like? Because we don't use that word very often no. in anything we're uh, connected to anymore. A disciple basically is anyone who follows the teachings and practices and observes those teachings in their practical life. Yeah. So we have people who don't even know it, but they're CNN disciples. We have people who are Star Wars disciples. You will let me speak. That's right. <laughs> That's right. right. <laughs> they don't even know it, but they're <laughs> adhering to the teachings of someone else. Yeah. And for us as Christians, it's not even just being a disciple of Christ, it's being a disciple of the Word. Yeah, because good. I've actually talked with people who... Um, they don't listen to Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, I just listen to Jesus only. And when I got to talking to him, it's because Paul talked about submission and, and they, didn't like they didn't like wives it. submitting to husbands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so Paul was taken out of their Bible and they just listened to Jesus. Man, But we're a disciple of the word of God. Yeah. And so we follow, we observe, we do the teachings from the word of God. Mm-hmm. And so you can't, you can't be a disciple if you're not actually doing what those people are saying. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot, we use the word disciples. The world doesn't use that word, but they're actually disciples of the people they're following. Some of them are disciples of their mom and dad. Yeah. You know, their grandparents or whatever. Mm-hmm. So a, a disciple is anyone who follows the teachings and practices of someone else. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Derek, jumping in on that, I mean, for you, uh, being being a disciple, what does that mean? What does that look like to you? I think uh, Pastor Lee did a great job breaking it yeah. down just in regards to anybody that can be a disciple and probably is a disciple of something. Yeah. Um, but maybe lasering that in now in regards to being disciples of Jesus, which we can't separate from being disciples or followers of the scripture of God's word. Um, I think it'd be safe to say that if we really are disciples of Jesus, uh, we're, we're following God's word. Those two <laughs> right. things are working in complement, even though I've experienced that as a pastor is like, uh, well, Jesus told me this was okay. Or the Holy spirit told me this was okay, right. but it doesn't line up with clear scripture. And we've got a, we've got a, a disconnect. Yes. So for you, a disciple of Christ, what does that mean? What does that look like in your, in your life? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a huge question. Um, so what, what does being a disciple of Jesus look like in my life? Um, so for, for me, it, it carries, it carries a, a level of intentionality. Mm-hmm. Um, so intentionally trying um, to shape or to pattern my life um, after things that, that Christ did. So mm-hmm. you know, like, like Pastor Lee said, you know, we all are, you know, as, as I was thinking about uh, what is a disciple, you know, Scripture talks a lot and, you know, even, even Paul encourages, like Paul encourages Timothy to, to follow the pattern that they gave them. And yeah. so we see this time and time again, and even Jesus with his disciples, you know, they lived with him. So they, they picked up on this, on this pattern or this rhythm yep. yeah, that's um, good. of living life. Mm-hmm. And so just thinking about what are the things that we pattern our life after? There's a, there's a lot of things in culture that want us to pattern our life after them mm-hmm. or for them. Um, you know, there's a lot of, you know, seasons and holidays and, and different things that if we're, if we're not intentional, uh, we will pattern our lives around something yeah. and it, it will not be Jesus. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that uh, I've heard, uh, you know, Pastor Jacob share on this before, but it's not a question of if you're being formed. Uh, it's a question <laughs> yeah. of what's forming you. That's right. So there is, I love that word intentionality because that yeah. really sets us up to talk about the, the root word of disciple is discipline. Yeah. Um, and that for a lot of people, myself included, has been something that uh, I think we struggle with. Yeah. Um, I can talk very openly and, and honestly, um, it's probably good practice for me as a preacher not to lie. <laughs> and uh, and Pastor Lee is in my life to make sure that I don't <laughs> get crazy and do stuff like that because he's yeah. a spiritual father to me. But um, I would say that uh, discipline, that word does not carry a good feeling with it. Right. Um, or a fuzzy feeling. Right. Yeah. But you can't separate discipline from discipleship. Yeah. And to me, that that discipline is really that intentionality that you're talking about. Yeah. And so, uh, and I, I love what you said about 
uh, with intentionality following the teachings of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And hold that thought. I just had this, the scripture jumped out to me from our discussion. God, John eight thirty one in the ESV says, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples. If you remain faithful to my teachings, faithful. there's the marrying of the scriptures with yeah. the person of Jesus. And there's now the connection point to discipleship means faithfully obeying or carrying out the teachings of Jesus with intentionality. And that's where that discipline comes from right. that we'll talk about. So where, where were you going though? Well, I was just thinking, so, I mean, that obviously this is a, this is a pretty heavy, like a pretty heavy topic. Mm-hmm. Disciplines of a disciple. Yeah. And so I, I really just would be interested, like what, you know, what's everyone's background with discipleship mm-hmm. or, and even on, like, even in the comments, like, like, what do you, like, what comes front of mind <laughs> mm-hmm. when you hear the word disciple? Yeah. That's I good. mean, is it good? Is it bad? Yeah. Pastor Lee? Well, I would like to change the verbiage if I had my way, because discipline and disciples carries with it a a heaviness that we're not used to. I like the word rhythms Mm -hmm. because discipline is actually a rhythm that you get into. And we all function better when we have rhythms. Yeah. You you eat in rhythm. You can't eat a week's worth of food on Monday and then (laughs) not eat the rest of the week. You can't live healthy that way. You can't sleep all day Monday and then not sleep the rest of the week. Everything Mm -hmm. you do is done in rhythm. That's how you stay healthy. And spiritual disciplines are actually the rhythms of grace Mm -hmm. in our life. They're what allow us to be spiritually healthy. Mm -hmm. And so when when we hear the word discipline, we think, oh no. But honestly, everybody listening to us, everybody who's going to watch this, has disciplines in their life. They just don't call them that. Mm-hmm. They might call them habits. They'd call them customs. They would call them other things. But it's just another word for rhythm. That's right. And when you talk about habits, that's the word that comes to mind for me mm-hmm. when I'm thinking about spiritual disciplines. I'm thinking of spiritual habits. Um, and every every habit at one time in your life was brand new. That's right. Uh, it was something that you did that brought you some kind of a benefit that you continually engage in. Now, that benefit was either related to just carnal, uh, sensual pleasure, or it was connected to spiritual progress. Um, And and I feel that uh, you talking about intentionality, to me, the connection between where Pastor Lee's going and what you asked about what comes to mind with discipleship and with being a disciplined follower of Jesus, to me, every time I hear that, it's one word, it's cost. It costs Mm -hmm. something. There's a cost associated with discipleship. I love that you said rhythms of grace because there's a cost that I pay that, that, that is my responsibility, but there's a cost that's been paid for me by Jesus. That's, that's grace. Good. And the rhythm of grace is, is actually me being empowered by what Jesus gives me, which is grace, which is God's ability and my inability to now live a particular kind of life. You can't live as a disciple of Jesus without grace. That's right. Yeah. Uh, it's a supernatural way of life. The cost is it's going to require me to learn some new habits. Yeah. So I can't do it by will, but now with grace, I have the ability to restructure, repattern, mm-hmm. reshape my life in a way that looks like the life of Jesus. And that, and all the implications of that, to really follow Jesus based upon all of his teachings, yeah. that yeah. costs you. That costs you time. That costs you friends. That costs you uh, physical uh, pleasures and gratifications yeah. in different areas. Um, so to me, those are the, those are the things that spring up into my mind yeah. cost, but also what cost I don't pay because of grace. That's right. Cost. But yeah. now benefit. We, yes. but now what benefit comes to me through yeah. the life. Yeah. So, but, but I love it though. So even in the, even in the two answers, like we see this, this marrying of, of cost and grace. Amen. And so for, for me, I think, you know, the initial, the initial thought that comes to mind is, um, you'll probably be being more maybe type A personality um, is failing, mm-hmm. you know, so, so trying to do disciplines, getting started with the disciplines and just not like not being successful. Mm-hmm. And for me, it, it really was, it was, it was understanding that grace in the disciplines that gave me the freedom to be successful in the disciplines. Mm-hmm. And so, and then understanding like, like what cost can we bear right now? Mm-hmm. You know, cause it's, um, I know, I know your personality lends itself <laughs> to this. Let's see. We'll see what he says. I'll see if I agree with him or not. He acts like he knows me or something. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see yeah. what he says. If, if Zach wants to read the whole Bible, he's going to do it in nine weeks. That's right. <laughs> he's I, not going to take a whole year. I have he's uh, do it in nine weeks. Yes, I am a sprinter. Yes. Not a marathon runner. Yeah. So. And I'm the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. Like I'm more of a, more of a, a long, 
marathon runner. Yes. And so for me, you know, in reflection upon this was just thinking about, you know, at, at first when I started the disciplines or started even trying to, you know, to read the Bible or to journal was just, just thinking about how I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Like how, how I failed and failed and failed. And then now thinking about there's things that are habit and that are second nature and just like Absolutely. how, how did that even happen? Yeah. So I think that's, and I, I say all that, I guess, to, to kind of be encouraging to everybody. Absolutely. Um, that there is, there is grace. I, I do think that's one of the dangers of even talking about exactly. disciplines yeah. is getting caught up in the, I can't do it. I'm not doing it the right way. I'm not doing the right thing. And, and the truth of the matter is um, the spiritual disciplines vary. Sometimes people need to learn how to just have a good time. They're, yeah. they're too uh, important for themselves and they can't even yeah. laugh about themselves. They don't yeah. know how to just laugh and enjoy life. Some people need to learn silence. Mm-hmm. Some yeah. people need to learn secrecy. Mm-hmm. Some people need to learn the discipline of just being grateful and how that can change your life. Yeah, right. But all these things start out as a habit that we do and they become who we are. Yeah. And, and I think it's important once again to say that every habit you have at one time was brand new. That's right. And, and, and really to kind of take a moment to pause. And uh, once again, we're talking about the connection between being a, a disciple and the need for certain spiritual disciplines, practices, habits in your life. Yeah. To follow Jesus is going to look different. Yeah. Um, and it's going to look different in a way um, that, that I think requires us to, to practice that intentionality like you're yeah. talking about. So for me, one of the things to break down here at the get-go is if we're talking still through this first question, which is which is great, but also we've got other questions to get to. Uh, but what is a disciple? To me, I feel like we might need to spend some time talking about the difference between being a convert and being a disciple. Um, and, and I think that's an important that's an important place to to kind of bridge the gap here. Um, if we're saying we're disciples of Jesus, which by the way, that's actually what we're commanded by the Lord to do, is to be a disciple and to make disciples. Um, but to be a disciple means that we are a disciplined follower of Jesus. That journey in allowing my life to now be overcome by the grace of God and allow my heart to be surrendered to that rhythm of grace starts producing different practices and behaviors in my life that we call the disciplines that are grace-empowered, Holy Spirit-breathed in my life. But that has a beginning place. And to me, that's the place of conversion or saying yeah. yes to Absolutely. yes to Jesus. Yeah. Um, discipleship has to be connected to maturity and spiritual maturity and growth. So, um, Derek, for you, when we talk about converts and we talk about disciples, what, what's, what's insight that you would bring to that in, in distinctions, what are the connections? And, uh, we've been talking about this now for literally over, well, longer than a month, you and I, but for this purpose for over a month, um, what would you speak to with that? So a distinction between a convert and a disciple Mm -hmm. or? Yeah. And how those work together. Yeah. So I think it's, it's, and then there's even probably, you know, reflecting back upon, you know, my spiritual journey, there's, there's probably a lot of baggage Mm -hmm. with this topic because I think whenever people start talking about, um, you know, disciples, there's, there's this wonderful tension that scripture presents us with on salvation and works. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a tension. So That's right. there's, there's two sides of it. And so I would say the distinction for me between a convert and a disciple, um, it's really hard to narrow it down as I think about it. Um, one of the things is, um, so Watchman Nee wrote a book called Sit, Walk, Stand. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a study, it's a study through the book of Ephesians um, we read that in our, in our life group. We read that in our life group. That's right. Yeah, in our community. Found it. We did something good <laughs> with our life group. Um, so it's, it's basically a study through Ephesians and, and we see these different postures. So uh, sit is essentially um, the initial posture in which we enter the faith. Mm-hmm. And so we- Which can, is the work Jesus has done. Which is the work Jesus None has done. None of us can get saved That's by right. our, our work. Right. Yeah. And so, we, and so we see this, we see this through scripture. So even, even in Genesis, um, you know, God created the heavens and the earth and then he- he rested. Yes. Well, whenever man was created, man came to create, came into creation, and the first day in creation was the day of rest. That's right. So, so we see we see this pattern of God working unto rest and man resting unto work. It's good. And so, again, uh, Scripture has, has a lot to say about um, entering in by grace. Mm-hmm. And so we enter in by by grace. Yes. And um, by coming to this realization um, that it is not of our righteousness. It's of Christ's righteousness. 
um, you know, believing death, burial, resurrection, mm-hmm. and we can enter by no other way than grace. Mm-hmm. Um, I say that would be, that would be a convert. Yes. But there's also the, the tension is that, you know, if you read Ephesians 2, 8, 9, you know, we are saved by grace through faith. It's not of ourselves. It's yep. the gift of God. Yep. Um, but 10 is we were created for good works, that <laughs> we should walk works. in them, that yeah. we should walk in them. I, I, always, I always phrase it this way. You weren't just saved from something. Yes. Sin, for death, something. hell. You've been saved for something. Yes. You've been saved for a particular yeah. kind of life. Yep. Especially you phrase it as you are saved. Would that, can yeah. you, you are saved. You're being saved. You shall be saved. There's that whole, that's the, that's the scriptures. That's the gospel. You are saved. It's a done deal. But you're being saved. You're being renewed in your mind. You're, 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 changing. You're becoming, you're becoming a disciple. And then you're going to die or Jesus is going to come back and then you'll be totally saved. Everything will be a done deal. The resurrection. Resurrection. So, you know, for me, that whole convert versus disciple is when I was a child, Mm. I spoke as a child, I thought as a child, but then I grew up. The whole gospel is about growing up and maturing. Yeah. If you're 40 years old in, in God, and you don't know any scripture, you're still in that conversion stage. You're not yeah. actually growing. And that's, yeah. we're commanded to grow. Yeah. So there's so, a question, I think. Yeah. Well, actually, Pastor Rick Smith um, wants you to share a story, Pastor Lee. Uh, he said, Pastor Lee needs to share the example of the two guys that went to hear Chet Atkins in concert. When they left the concert, one guy looked at his friend and said, I'd give anything to play like oh, that. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. For those of you that are not old enough to know, Chet Atkins was the master. They called him Mr. Guitar because he actually created things that nobody had ever heard of, played on a guitar. And the one guy said to the other one, he said, I'd, I'd give anything to play like that. And the other one said, he did. Mm, yeah. He dedicated his life. He was a disciple Man, that's good. of that. And that's awesome. so yeah. we, we want what we see mature people have in the Lord, but we don't want to do what they did to get there. Yeah. Mm, that's the cost. So, that's the cost. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think good. maybe to even add a little, a little texture to, you know, saved, being saved, saved. Um, one of the things that made, makes, makes a lot of sense to me is, mm-hmm. is even in scripture, like when we see the word saved, um, it, it usually, we, we usually need to ask from what? <laughs> like good. saved yeah. is just, saved is a word. So, yeah. so when we are <laughs> saved initially, what are we saved from? Yeah. We are saved from the penalty of sin, mm-hmm. from you know, eternal separation from God. Right. Mm-hmm. Are being saved? Well, what are we being saved from? I would say we are being saved from the power of sin. That's good. So that's how we gain, and that's even we'll get you to our next question here. Like, <laughs> like that's how that. we, you know, that's why discipleship matters is because as a disciple, we are mm-hmm. being we're being saved from the power of sin yes. um, by discipleship. Absolutely. Um, that's good. And the final one would just be. I would say, I guess, to close that out, the presence of sin, you know, glorification, mm-hmm. you know, being yep. united with Christ. Yeah. Good. Uh, the, the holy fire of God purging everything that's wrong with the everything. earth yes, in the right. Lord's uh, uh, revealing. Um, for me, because you guys got to weigh in on it, so now I'm going to weigh in they on weigh that in. one I was thinking. Um, to me, you the, will let him speak. You, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for blessing me with the, with the Jedi blessing. Um, for me, the concept of, of converts and disciples is uh, very much similar to, we've talked about Paul, the apostle Paul. Paul in Ephesians chapter five says that this relationship between Christ and the church, uh, this, this, this mystical union, this, this mystery of Christ and the church is symbolized for us in the marriage relationship between yes. a man and a woman. To me, the, um, the marriage ceremony of saying, I do, um, is is the equivalent to me of, of the conversion experience. Um, Jesus, through his sacrifice on the cross, has said, I do to humanity. That's good. Um, we now respond with, we, we do as well. Yeah. But now the relationship and the bearing of children and, 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 and the actual marriage itself is the process now of discipleship. Very good. Uh, if I say, you know, hey, Pastor Lee, I'm married and I got married 10 years ago. And you say, well, talk to me about your marriage. And I say, well, it was great. We had a great wedding and uh, everything was perfect. And we had a honeymoon. And then now 
uh, you know, for the past, uh, going on, you know, 10 years now, uh, Cerny has a house in the country. I have an apartment <laughs> in town. We meet up twice a week on Wednesdays and Sundays for about an hour and a half. And yeah. we just tell each other, we love each other <laughs> and, you know, and, uh, and we do what married people do and, you know, and then we leave and, and that's the only time that I interact and I yeah. see your, your response to me would probably be son. You, I don't think, you know, being <laughs> yes, married that's is exactly right? right. So that to me is what yeah. we're talking about with converts and disciples. That's converts so stay at a level of only caring about their eternity. Yeah. And what it affords them. That's right. Yeah. They're focused on going to heaven. Disciples are focused on bringing heaven to earth that's and good. bringing as I many like people that. along with them in that, yeah, in that journey, in that experience. So, so I've got like two jokes and you walked right into one. No, so please, tell don't, please tell don't. <laughs> do, do we need to cut to commercial? Like, is this appropriate? So, yeah. So, well, it's, it's just, it's, 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 it's a relationship. So this, you know, this, yeah. this couple, they go in, they go into Pastor Lee. Mm-hmm. This is a hypothetical situation. <laughs> We've, this has never Probably happened. Not. This has never, <laughs> never happened. Pastor Lee's never like, happened. I've counseled this. Never. <laughs> So, so they go into Pastor Lee and they're, they're having marriage trouble. They've been married for about 15 years. And um, the, the woman just finally, the, the wife comes out and says, well, he just, he doesn't love me. Like he doesn't love me. Yeah. And the husband looks over and he says, honey, I, I told you I loved you when we got married. And if anything changed, I'd let you know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's bad. Hey, it's but called, it's, <laughs> it's a dead. Everything changed. I let you. Well, we're we're really we're actually peeling back the layer on the on the male brain is what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. in that joke. So we need to be we need to be careful. All Sorry. the guys. Yeah, they, they, they said so to be funny. It was good. It was good. I got pa- Pastor Pastor Dwayne told me a really good one. Uh, but uh, for whatever reason, I feel like it's borderline inappropriate, so I'm not going to share it. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally it down. I'm totally down. Oh, I feel like I need to repent. No, he did, he did good. He, he shared it at a marriage yeah. conference. It was hilarious. Yeah. But we're going to get majorly yeah. cyber. Well, I think. So. But I think that's the point is to Side bring it back. To bring it back around is it, it's about you know um, discipleship is about a relationship. It's mm-hmm. about, a relationship. about coming into a relationship yes. with yes. Deeper um, and deeper. a deeper and deeper relationship with Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because if, you know, if I didn't, if I did not spend time pouring into my wife, spending time with her, telling her I loved her, like, um, you know, if, and I do believe, um, you know, I know we all have relationships with our wives like that. You know, I, I am not the same person that married my wife 11 years ago. That's right. That's right. I'm, I'm a different person and she's, she's a different just, person right. too. Exactly. And so it's because of, it's because of the devotion right. for that relationship that we continue to change and continue to grow. So, so I want to take a minute. I want to read this. This is an excerpt from uh, a great book uh, as <laughs> Pastor Lee gets onto me because I recommend books to people that I haven't <laughs> completely read. And sometimes I haven't read it all. I'm and like, then, this, and I, and I know I, this is a great them. book. You should read <laughs> yeah. this. I have personally uh, been a victim of that. Yes, yeah, but it was, it was a good book. <laughs> but this one, book. this one I've read halfway through. <laughs> And uh, they really, uh, someone turned me on to Audible and that's changing my life because I like to, I like to listen, uh, especially whenever Josh narrates things. I like to listen <laughs> to that. Um, he's got the, he's got the velvet got the voice. voice that's right. That's right. Oh, he's coming out. Coming out. There's, there's, the, there's the Barry White anointing. Right. That came <laughs> right. Okay. So uh, this is a quote from Eugene Peterson. His book is a long obedience in the same direction. I think that Pastor Jacob referenced this book mm-hmm. in a recent message. Does that seem, seem right? Um, but this is what it says. Uh, it's only two paragraphs. We got time. We survive in the way of faith, not because we have extraordinary stamina. Thank God. I told you I wasn't a marathon runner, but because God is righteous, because God sticks with us. Christian discipleship is a process of paying more and more attention to God's righteousness and less and less attention to our own. Finding the means of finding the meaning of our lives, not by probing our moods and motives and morals, but by believing in God's will and purposes, making a map of the faithfulness of God not charting the rise and fall of our enthusiasms. It's out of such a reality that we acquire perseverance. This is what the writer of the New Testament letter to the Hebrew Christians did. He sang a litany of people who live by faith. That is people who centered their lives on the righteous God who stuck by them through thick and thin so that they were able to persevere. They live with uncommon steadiness of purpose and with a most admirable integrity. None of them live without sin. They all made their share of mistakes and engage in episodes of disobedience and rebellion, but God stuck with them so consistently and surely that they learned how to stick with God. Amen. Yeah, that's good. So for me, in the words of Peterson, discipleship ultimately is about sticking with God, yeah. sticking with Jesus, no matter yeah. what, because he's sticking with us. Amen. 
you know, we saved everybody the, the conference free fee in the book. <laughs> yes. You heard it right here from us. So I feel like we kind of already got into this second question. Yeah. Um, Pastor Lee, I'll, I'll let you uh, speak to this. If there's anything else you say, why does discipleship matter is what I wrote. I feel yeah. like we've, we've dug into that some, but yeah. what else would you say in just uh, in that? Is there anything yeah. you want to add to it? Absolutely. You know, the, the thing about disciplines and discipleship is that's the key to transformation. You don't get transformed in anything by hearing it one time or by seeing it one time. Mm. You get transformation in your life by doing something again and again and again and again. It is what forms us. This generation, the Gen Zs and uh, millennials, they they, they want to- Careful, careful, Pastor Lee, that's me. That's me too. Careful. Well, let me speak right at you then, because <laughs> uh, I'm not scared. So, um, we, we, um, you can maybe lose my thought now. I'm sorry. That's, that, that's what Gen Z's do. They, um, I'm not that young. It's, it's spiritual formations. That's the yes. term I, I hear a lot, spiritual formations. We called it discipleship. Yeah. And in our generation, when I was growing up in the Christian realm, it was discipleship. discipleship. Spiritual transformation is actually a better term. Because that's what we're after. Yeah. We're not after just disciplines. We're after transformation. That's so good. Transformation takes time. And that's mm. why a lot of people fail at it because it takes time. That mm. We live in a cookie cutter generation where we want everything now. We want an instant. And I, I, I want patience. I just want it right now. <laughs> I just yeah. want it right now. That's right. Without disciplines, without disciplines, there is no discipleship. There mm. is no beauty and benefit of transformation. There's just knowledge, and knowledge won't get you where you're at. Transformation is by spending time with Jesus, or spending whatever you spend time with, mm-hmm. you're going to become eventually. That's good. Second uh, Corinthians three eighteen. We all, with open face, beholding the glass of the glory of the Lord, are changed into that mm-hmm. same image from glory to glory. The principle is, whatever you behold, that's what you become. That's right. And I'm so glad you used that scripture because you actually talked about the one that's doing the work of transformation. Right which is Jesus. And we're transformed by beholding that, that image. For me, um, the, the, the spiritual disciplines, practices, habits, rhythms, um, they don't make us holy. They don't make us better. Nope. They're tools that allow us to become better aware of the one who is holy. And as we become aware of him, he changes us. Very good. The, the disciplines are about us learning how to become more and aware, more and more aware of God's presence. And for me, why this matters is, is because when a group of people actually live as disciplined followers of Jesus, and they live in a place of being able to become aware of God in yeah. a moment and stay aware minute yeah. by minute, hour by hour, you said whatever we focus on, we become we begin reflecting the face of Jesus out into the world good. in a greater way. Amen. And discipleship matters because the world needs changing. Yes. And it needs people that are living that, living that change. So you got anything to add to why discipleship matters? I mean, it's just, it's, 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 it's how we're transformed. That's right. That's right. And I think it's important is to drive home again as we spend the next, I mean, honestly, going to be three months. We're going all the way through August with this. Yeah. And uh, the discussions that will go from this point forward will focus on a pair of, of spiritual practices that uh, Christians for thousands of years have practiced, that the Lord himself practiced in, in his life. And we just need to know what they're for and what they're not for. And that brings up the next question. What are spiritual disciplines? Uh, in the words of uh, Richard Foster, in regards to one of the, the pitfalls regarding spiritual disciplines, um, right from the get-go, we need we need to say this. There is no exhaustive list for spiritual disciplines. Right. There's not like there's a list of these 12 and no more. Um, we talked about those disciplines being practices or habits that we put in place in our life for the purpose of be, be, being able to be more fine-tuned to God's presence, uh, to learn and grow uh, in the way of grace, to learn and grow in the language of heaven and the customs and practices of, of God's heavenly reality. And uh, I think that there are some uh, some disciplines that uh, that people will will be familiar with from the get go. But Derek, do you want to just kind of throw out a few that we're going to be talking about over the next the next couple months, so that people have a reference point for what we even mean when we say spiritual disciplines? Yeah, just name um, a few. So uh, silence. Are you, ta- are you yeah, talking about solitude? Yeah. Yep. Solitude, silence, solitude, prayer, fasting, um, meditation. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not but the weird kind of meditation. You don't learn secrecy. this at VBS. Secrecy. <laughs> secrecy, <laughs> attitudes of gratitude, that kind of yep. thing. Yeah, yep. gratitude, gratitude, generosity. Generosity, yep, yep. yep. So um, those are the things we're going to be talking about. So that's what they are. 
The next question we have here is how do spiritual disciplines connect to discipleship? I figure, I think, I think we answered these questions out of order is what we did. Actually, we've answered all of this. <laughs> we've just answered it all. It's just, we're just, we're just Acts 242 is a great scripture for our life groups and for anybody who wants to pursue because Acts 242 says they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, in prayer, in fellowship, in breaking of bread, those kind of things. Those were, those were disciplines that they had. They continued in the word. Um, because the word has the power to change your life. Amen. And uh, sadly enough, a lot of people know the words to 50 secular songs, but they can't quote five scriptures. Yeah. That has an impact on our life. Yeah, And it says they continued steadfastly. <laughs> they continued daily in these things. Fellowship is something some people need to discipline in. That's right. They need to realize That's we right. weren't meant to do community alone. And they need relationships. And the person who says, I don't need anybody has been hurt. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's so good. That so actually good. goes with a, a question that we had on YouTube. Um, I'm not sure uh, this person's actual name, so it looks like a username, um, but their username is Slow Bunny. Um, <laughs> Probably that's Slow what Bunny. I am. There Slow Bunny. Um, but uh, but they ask, is it important to have a mentor? Man, oh, um, that, I'm, uh, that's yours. I'm saying John Maxwell will ask that, and he said it's a terrible idea. You could have heard a pin drop because he is the premier mentor yeah, and, and pushes yeah. that. He said, why would you have a mentor when you could have mentors? That's good. I love uh, the yeah. thought of that. Yeah. Is yeah. that because no matter how sharp somebody is, they're limited in their knowledge. Mm-hmm. So we ought to have mentors. And it's so vital that we have people who can help us through the, mm-hmm. those starting habits. Yeah. Because you can really get frustrated because you can get silent. And the next thing you know, you get weird. Because you don't know how to deal. We live in a culture that that brags on noise. Mm-hmm. I talk to people all the time. They got the TV on just for the noise. Mm-hmm. What, what does that say about us? Yeah. It says yeah. we don't know how to be silent. That's we right. don't know how to endure silence. Mm-hmm. And so. Or we don't know there's a benefit. We to don't it. know there's a benefit to yeah. it. Our, our founding fathers felt like being silent allowed them that when they did speak to have power with their words. That's good. So. Yes, it is vitally important that we have mentors and people who can pour into us and help us walk through the the whole gamut of this discipline and that discipline and not getting stuck in a thing mm. and not getting into this idea, well, man, I'm spiritual now because yes. I got this. Yes. If the discipline isn't even what you're after. Mm. It is, let me just, for me, I, I run every night but Sunday. But I don't like running. I like the benefit of running. Yeah. I like what it affords me. Yeah. I don't like to save money either, but mm-hmm. I like not being poor. That's good. <laughs> the discipline of saving money good. allows me the freedom mm-hmm. to enjoy life better. That's right. All yeah. the disciplines, I have a goal and a benefit. The discipline in of itself can just be legalistic. Yeah. That's why you need a mentor so that you don't get caught up in those kind of things. That's right. I, I think of the words of the Apostle Paul, follow me as I follow Jesus. Imitate me as I imitate right. the Lord. And I think it's an important uh, point to make on Slow Bunny's question. I love that slow bunny. That's fun. Um, Slow bunny's question about um, the the mentor is that if you're going to have somebody in your life in that capacity, you're looking for somebody that encourages you to follow Jesus um, and follow the letter of what he says, not the letter of their personality or preference. Right. Because we're not called to make disciples of ourselves. We're called to make disciples of Jesus. Yeah. So you want people in your life that that constantly are are helping you connect to God for yourself. You, you, it's not like you have this this uh, this mediator now between you and God, <laughs> but you need people that you see their walk with the Lord and the fruit that it's producing. And you know that them being connected to your life is going to make you a better follower of Jesus. Absolutely. Uh, Pastor Lee is a mentor in my life. He's a spiritual father to me. Anything he's ever brought up for the purpose of correction or for reproof is an area that he saw that if I was to change this, I would be a better follower of Jesus. Yeah. And, and people would, would have an experience with Jesus in a more clear way through me. Nothing that he's brought up to me in regards to correction or fatherly admonition is connected to just a personal preference he has. I just don't like that you wear that shirt. Or I don't <laughs> like that you do this. Everything's connected to and seen through the framework of I'm calling out things in your life that you can improve upon. And by the way, anything he's called out of my life that I can improve upon has been overshadowed by the the thousand encouragements that he's given me yeah. in regards to, yes, I see Jesus doing this and you run with that, run with that. And I think sometimes we're hesitant to let people in 
because most of the time, a lot of us have come out of environments and relationships where we were controlled mm. or that someone abused that power or that authority in our life. And some of the Lord spoke to me clearly one day when I was driving, God always talks to me in, in my car, was a, a word for church leaders. It's important for us to, as church leaders to make sure that we're going about the business of making disciples of Jesus, not making disciples of our personality and preference. Right. So yes, you don't need just one, you need many. Proverbs says that it's a good idea to have a a, 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 uh, a multitude of counselors. It's a good idea to have multiple mentors, but those mentors in my life, the people that have access to that part of me are people that I know their chief concern is me being a better follower of Jesus. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that makes sense what I'm trying to, yeah. what I'm trying and, to say. Yeah, and I, I, I would add to that. I think uh, having a mentor has been one of the most um, forming disciplines in my life is mm-hmm. actually having, having a mentor. Um, one encouraging word. I know, I mean, mentorship can be, and mentorship is a, is a, it's like, uh, I don't know, it's like hand-to-hand combat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's tough. It's tough to find a mentor. Um, but I would encourage, uh, you know, anyone out there, if they don't have a mentor to actually go seek one, mm-hmm. like seek a mentor, find a mentor, uh, and ask, ask somebody. Yeah. Um, because I mean, you could wait all day and, and, and never, never find a mentor, but I would also caveat that with accountability is given, not taken. Mm-hmm. So you give someone the right to hold you accountable. Um, and so if you are a mentor, like someone has to, you give Pastor Lee the right Yes. To speak into your life. That's right. And it, it's all relational. And you're looking for somebody that you, what you see in them, you want in you. That's right. And and it's the fruit of the spirit. That's what yeah. you're looking for. Um, which is really funny that you guys kind of started into that. Um, there was a question on YouTube and on Facebook. How do I find mentors? Mm. Hey, Pastor, Pastor Lee, <laughs> would you mentor me? <laughs> yes. Ask. That's exactly that yeah, simple. You just got to yes. ask. Here, here's the thing. The people who you want mentoring you want to mentor. Yeah. That's right. What, That's right. What I'm, it's, it's such a strange deal. Um, the people who need a mentor won't ask, and the people who want to mentor won't ask. And so we have this, everybody I know who is following the Lord and has a desire to do the things of the kingdom want to help others. That's right. And what they, all they're looking for is somebody to say, would you help me? Everybody I know who's got at a certain level, they want to help people get to that level. There's no greed. There's no, oh, I got mm-hmm. this truth and I don't want you to have it. So we need to be willing to ask. And if that person says, no, you didn't want them anyway. <laughs> that's right. That's yeah. not the person you want. Mm-hmm. Everybody ask somebody else. Ask somebody else. You'll find somebody who would take great pleasure mm-hmm. in pouring into you what's been poured into them. Yeah. And I, I'm just going to say this for some of you out there. You need to start mentoring because the fastest way to grow is right. to teach. That's right. Yes. That's right. And and I think, too, for uh, for those that feel a call to, to that, and we all should at some level, because that's one of the questions we're going to set up you as life group leaders with is who needs to know what you heard tonight. So we're encouraging you to share because yeah. we're supposed to be making disciples. Yeah. But for those of you that sense that, um, like wanting to be a, a mentor to somebody, I think it's important that you practice uh, what, what, what I've had to learn, which is not uh, overcommitting and underperforming because when people come to you in regards to wanting to you to mentor them, that, that's a big deal. It's a big deal. And, uh, and, and, they're, and, you're, and they're asking you to step into a very uh, high level of authority in, in, in their life for it to work. Um, and the same way that, uh, that Jesus said in uh, Luke 14, uh, 25 through 33, he's talking about, counting the cost to follow him. Right. says, if anybody's going to build a tower, do they not figure out plans and how much it's going to cost, cost and then do it? Anybody that has ever asked me if I would, would mentor them, um, the first thing I ask is, do you really know what you're asking me to do? Very good. Because for the only way this is going to work is it's going to be this way. Like, I can't mentor you and you not be honest with me. <laughs> yeah. I, can't, I can't mentor you and, and, and you be insecure when you're around me. Um, I lay out, these are the things I'm expecting from you. And I hear, what are you expecting from me? And then I'm honest if I can commit to that or not. Yeah. Um, Because there's some things at my present stage in life I can't commit to. um, And I got to be honest about that. Um, I love to make disciples and my top five priorities in regards to discipleship are my five smart children at at home. Um, And in the words of Peterson, it's possible to 
to succeed as a pastor and fail as a parent. And that's not something that, that I want to do. Yeah. So to me, um, there's an honesty and it's okay. You just need to know that if you're looking at somebody for a mentor relationship and they tell you no or that they can't, you're not rejected. Right. You just need to know that they're being honest. And, yeah. and if that didn't work, keep asking. Yes. Um, cause I've had to tell people, no, not because I don't want to, yeah. it's because I know I can't actually do it. It's good. Uh, the way that it like needs that. to be done. Yeah. So, yeah. so sorry, pen dropping off. dropping off. He's going to throw his shoe soon. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I, I, was, I wasn't throwing my pen at you slow bunny. We love you. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to raise my hand each time I need to say something. Yes. Well, so we have yes. the lockers. It is like school. So school's out. Smacky. Yes. Oh Lord. Uh, so, uh, there's a, a user also, I don't think actual, their, their actual name is new world's edge. Um, Ooh, but when fun. it comes to, it's pretty cool, right? That's fun. Uh, when it comes to discipline, so this is a two part question. So when it comes to discipline, how important is self-talk? Also, oh. how do you change negative self-talk? Yeah. Oh so, man. So I actually had this thought like, that's, a, that's another sermon. Whenever, yeah. Whenever, <laughs> whenever Pastor Lee was uh, speaking, like I, I had this thought because if, um, so I talk to myself all the time. We all probably we do. We all do. Yeah. But yeah, whenever, whenever, even, even from the perspective of mentorship. So, you know, as I approach Pastor Lee asking me to mentor, the first thought that comes to mind is, oh, well, well, he doesn't, he doesn't want to mentor me. He doesn't have the time. I'm not important enough for him to mentor me. Mm-hmm. All those are lies. Like yeah. every single one of them, because right. I, I don't know until you ask, unless I ask. ask. And I think, you know, self-talk, I listened or I read a blog uh, the other day. I think it was like the, the, the only seven things that we can control in life. And self-talk is one of them. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of the most important things. If we could, if we could learn, simply learn to be our own friend. Yeah. That would, that would change so many things. It's a things. big deal. It's, it's why Jesus said, um, commandments, all the prophets sum yeah. up with this. Love God, love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. Yourself's in the middle of that. Yep. And most of the time people struggle in in uh, love of God and love for others yep. because they don't love themselves. Right. You got to run yourself through 1 Corinthians 13. This is my answer to you on That's how right. to fix negative self-talk. 1 Corinthians 13 is the, the, the love chapter. We need like the very white voice again, the, love, the, chapter. the love chapter. But <laughs> Thank you, Pastor. Uh, praise God, Holy Spirit's moving. But in the in in with that being said, um, we got to look at the attributes of, of God that are being shown there. And it's a, co- it's a cool thing to do to actually interchange uh, every time it says love for God, because John tells us that God is love. That's right. But when we talk about, am I really loving me? Because that's actually part of the commandment of the Lord. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's I can right. only love you to the measure that I love me. Yeah. And that's right. got to be filtered through what God says about me. That's why Jesus said to love God first. So to fix negative self-talk, I got to figure out what does God say about me? There you go. That's number one. And then I got to take what God says about me from the scripture and I got to get that inside my heart. That's so good. And then I have to remind myself of that. Yeah. And then I do that by filtering through 1 Corinthians chapter 13. So the question is, does God love me? Yes. The next question is, do you love you? I don't know. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 13. Are you patient with you? Are you kind with you? Do you keep record of your own wrongdoing? Are you irritable with yourself? Are you resentful towards yourself? Do you believe in yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, those are the things that we've got to do. And I feel like if we can do that, yeah. that will yeah. start breaking down that self There's a great book called Change Your Question, Change Your Life. And it's all about changing the questions in our head from becoming the victim. Why does nobody like me? Why doesn't anything ever work out for me? Why uh, to a better question? What can I learn from this? Mm, Who do I good. know that can help me with this? So that self-talk is a is a big deal because the enemy uses it against us. But uh, Steve Eden said the best thing you could do for yourself is to believe what God has to say about you. Amen. And he Amen. has good things to say about you. That's you right. know, we, we have the scripture, don't think more highly of yourself than you ought to, and the enemy will use that against you. But Think about how highly God thought about you. That's right. He thought about you highly enough. He sent us on to die for you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So he has good things to say about us. Yeah. And so the best thing we can do for ourselves is to believe what God has to say yep. about us. Amen. One, one so of the good. things that I, that I ask myself, like with self-talk is would I speak to my child like that? Mm. Like would I say the things that I'm saying to myself, mm-hmm. to my four-year-old, yep. my six-year-old, my two-year-old child? Yep. And that for me is just a, there's a, there's always a quick, clear, <laughs> no, oh. that's right. And Pastor right. Derek just brought that home. That was good. That was great. 
That Great. was good. Danny said it's good, so it's yeah. good. Good. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I think we've got about 10 minutes left for, <laughs> for, the, uh, for the overall time. And uh, um, once again, you know, our goal over the next three months is to start talking about these disciplines yeah. uh, for the purpose of understanding that these disciplines create pathways in our life to be able to connect with God in new and fresh ways. Yeah. Uh, it's not about the discipline. It's about the relationship that's on the other side. Yeah. Um, there, there's a discipline, going back to the marriage uh, analogy I used earlier, there's a discipline of me learning how to uh, to control myself as a man in regards to to sexuality and that restraint and, and and learning how to be controlled in that in that area leads to a life of blessed union and in, in a relationship of fidelity with my spouse. Yeah. The discipline is me learning that pathway so that I can get to the other side, which is always beauty and freedom. Um, so that's where we're headed to talk about these things. What what other questions do we have coming in? Do we have anything else in our last ten minutes here? Um, I don't see in much well, more. While you're looking, let me let me just uh, again, um, the any discipline, whatever spiritual discipline you have, whether we address it or not in the next coming weeks, all disciplines are for the purpose of us getting closer to God, to recognizing God. So we don't want to limit it to the things that we even talk about because there might be other things. Yeah. A spiritual discipline is anything that helps you connect to the Lord. That's good. Because that's where transformation comes from, Amen. is in yeah. connection with the Lord. And everything we do at Victory is com committed to five things. We want to get people in the Word. We want to build covenant relationships. We want to help people serve. We want to help people with personal disciplines. Mm -hmm. And we want them to encounter God because right. ultimately God can do in 30 seconds what would take us three lifetimes and we'd yeah. still fail. That's so That's good. Right. You know, we talk, and we're going to get into this uh, next week. Uh, Pastor Jacob and I are going to have a conversation around prayer and fasting. You mean I'm not invited back? Oh, we're, oh, we're, okay. uh, well, let's we'll do, we'll, do it, we'll do it like uh, we'll do it like American Idol. Vote right now in the chat <laughs> to bring Pastor Lee back. Actually, you oh, know yeah. that you can come anytime so you want. So does that make me anytime Ryan, what's his name? Seacrest. Seacrest. Danny Seacrest. Okay. <laughs> All right. And then I think it's after that that you and I are going to do a conversation on uh, meditation and- Silence. Silence. Awesome. Um, so, but I, I was bringing that up to say, there's things that God has shown me in a time of meditation that honestly probably would have taken me 30 years of, of counseling. Yes. Uh, with, 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 uh, with a practitioner. Um, those pathways, those those disciplines afford us the ability to be able to connect with God in real time, in real life. And until we learn how to turn down the TV and be a little bit more quiet, until we learn how to pray yeah. first thing in the morning instead of getting getting our face directly in Facebook, uh, before we, 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 we have to have these, that's the cost that I'm talking about. But those things allow us to be better attuned and in tune to what yeah. God wants to do in our life. And we're yeah. changed. We're yeah. changed in that process. And I would say a lot, you know, a lot of with like the, like the noise, a lot of times noise can just be a coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. So people, um, they continually surround themselves with noise and busyness and social media um, because they're scared of being alone with themselves. Mm -hmm. um, That's so good. And I think, man, one That's of the powerful. things with the disciplines is it's like, it's, it's um, I mean, God is good. And so through that will come, good things. Yeah. Amen. And so Amen. even if I, I, I think these disciplines, I, I know these disciplines can be, they can be intimidating. Mm -hmm. They can be scary. Um, but, they can be a blast though. God is good. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. They can be a blast. Danny. Um, Callie is asking, uh, the book that you referenced earlier, I guess, changing the question, mm -hmm. uh, who wrote that? Um, Mary Lee D. Smith, I think. Okay. And the title one more time was Change, change Your Question, Change Your Life. Change Your Question, Change oh. Your She's Life. She's the one that, that brought this concept of for for hundreds of years, we asked, where's water? Mm -hmm. And we built our, where, where there was rivers and lakes because we knew we needed water. And then somebody changed the question to, how do I get water to me? That's good. And it changed the world. Amen. I tell people all the time, you ask questions, it'll give you answers. But you ask the right question, it can change your destiny. That's right. And that's why Pastor Lee's the Jedi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. How much time we got left? We're about done. I'm going like to use all the time minutes? though. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not giving it away. So we're going to, we're going to use, we're going to use all of it. Uh, but yeah, in these last couple minutes, if you got a question, please feel free to, to write it into us. We'd love to be able to, 
to, to answer those. Um, like I said, next week, Pastor Jacob's going to be with me. We're talking through prayer and fasting. Awesome. And uh, man, um, I'm just really, really excited looking at the schedule for the next three months, the people that are coming, the conversations we're going to be having. And let's really believe God. And I'm going to encourage you that are watching and being a part this evening, believe God to go on a three-month journey with us that will lead to transformation in your life. Let's agree by the power of the Holy Spirit that as we learn how to make room in our day for God and connection with God through through the disciplines that are available to us, that the result would be a transformed heart, transformed marriages, transform uh, our, our parenting and our businesses. Uh, Jesus is doing a work of transformation. And when we cooperate with him, uh, through these spiritual practices, through just allowing our lives to be more conducive, to look like a disciple of Jesus right. than a disciple of anything else, we know that the result is going to be is going to be is going to be amazing. So, good. any any closing thoughts before we? One of the disciplines that I've just recently, in the last five years or so, really seen the transformation in my own heart is this the discipline of gratitude. Yeah, waking up in the morning me and too. giving three things one. I'm thankful for before yep. I go to sleep at yep. night. Three things. <clears throat> Just being grateful changes your whole outlook yeah. on life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you got to watch it because you can get into the habit of being grateful for the same thing and then it loses its power. Yeah, that's right. So, so that's, that's, that's very convicting because I actually, I've started, I just started a new gratitude practice. So uh, that, that was also transformative for me. But for me, just writing it down, it was a little, so I'm, I'm a, like, I'm a checkbox guy, like, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to check the box. That's right. And so it was, it was too easy for me just to say, okay, here's three things I'm grateful for. Go about your day. They usually centered around family, church, community. Um, But my practice was changed with, uh, so situation, behavior, impact. So actually thinking back onto a situation, um, the behavior that was exhibited in that situation, and then the impact it had, and then communicating that to the person. That's awesome. That did that. And that was powerful for me. Danny. All right. I have two things. First off, Charlene says she's voting for pastor Lee. And then (laughs) text. You should have never. Yeah. (laughs) Text, text pastor Lee. (laughs) And then, and then Jamie said, what does pastor Lee mean by a secret? As a discipline. Uh, Secrecy. Oh. Well, we're actually going to talk about we it. We can't talk about okay, it. Okay, can't talk we about it. We can't this. talk <laughs> about <laughs> it. Oh, no. Perfect. So <laughs> discipline I'm going to practice silence. A secret. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, let's let's hold it. Let's hold it. Oh, Jamie, oh, why horrible. don't you stick around for the next couple of weeks and find out what we mean by the discipline yeah. of secrecy. Just so you Very know, good. Jamie, like this the is hook. obviously something that I need to grow in because that, <laughs> that bothers me to no end. <laughs> It's probably not what you think. I will say that. Okay. Um, I have another silly one. Is that okay? Yeah, it's fine. Derek Hines, oh. Pastor Derek Hines from Jeremy Ferguson. Oh, Jeremy. Oh, no. Oh, no. no. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. What is he, your, he wants, he wants Jeremy's joke, our life joke too? Does he want joke too? <laughs> Jeremy's our life <laughs> He wants your famous family pancake recipe. Yeah. Oh, man. I'll have to. That, <laughs> we're going to practice silence and secrecy. <laughs> Bam. 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 That's, that's, that is, that is, that's too good. That's too good. All right. Well, I feel like, uh, we're, we, we've said enough for today. Um, I'm going to ask Pastor Lee to, to bless us anytime I'm with Pastor Lee. I, I want him to, to bless us as a father and to give us a fatherly blessing. I feel like that's so important, especially in just in our culture today. Um, just the, one of the things I love the most about being a part of this church is the generational unity that we have. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, you see us for a minute, you know, here at a desk, uh, but Pastor Lee and I deeply love each other. Amen. And, uh, I mean, I call him, uh, there's some days I call him dad, he calls me son and, uh, that, that means something. So for him to pray as, as a father that's been in this house since the beginning, actually before the beginning, <laughs> before the beginning of it all. I'm the oldest thing on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and that power of that fatherly blessing is a big deal. So really make sure that you that you just posture yourself, even as he prays, to receive something. Because by the Spirit, there's something that's that's released in that. And uh, also, I want to uh, just encourage you that after he prays, we are going to be uh, signing off for tonight. But we'll leave the we'll leave the comments open. Josh, how long did we say for? 
about five more minutes. So if you're wanting to continue to talk in the chat, feel free to do that. Uh, life groups, we're going to turn it over to you. You've got that email and those discussion questions now to continue this talk at home or wherever that you're meeting. Um, families that are watching with kids and everything, you can, you can modify those questions for your family. If you're watching by yourself, hey, stay in the chat for a little while, maybe move over into a, a private chat conversation and, uh, and let's, let's continue talking. So pastor, will, will you bless us? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, that you do want to bless us so that we can be a blessing to those we're connected to. Father, we thank you for the spiritual disciplines and the things that you're working into our lives that will truly transform us and in doing so transform our world and everyone we're connected to. Father, we thank you that that blessing is for generation to generation. So, Lord, we do accept and we receive that blessing, Father God, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We love you all. We will see you soon. Pastor Lee is speaking Sunday here at the Durant campus. So that's a secret that we will tell. And uh, we will see you guys there. Bye-bye.